2: Thank you for joining another edition of Pumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is the manager of stars on the independent pro circuit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Lucky T. Larson Esquire. Lucky, thanks for coming on today. No
0: problem. It is definitely your pleasure, but I'm happy to talk about my career and how great I am. So, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to do, I'm yeah. I'm willing to do it.
2: All right, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, I know you're a busy man, so taking time out of your schedule once again. I appreciate it. So that is
0: true. In fact, I'm I'm heading to Charlotte, North Carolina for the gathering. It's a gathering four yeah. starting tomorrow, and I've been at all four of them. I've managed in the main event uh, in two out of the three so far, and after tomorrow, after this weekend, it'll be three out of the four.
2: Wow. Well, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. That's great. Yeah. Say hello to uh Reggie Hart for me. You know who that is, don't you? The, the I
1: know
0: lots of people.
2: Six oh five guy, he'll be there, so
0: Yeah. Marty D'Amato runs a good convention. Uh yeah. he has like I said, he's got good uh, good matches on Saturday nights, the banquet on Friday night, and mm-hmm. uh the first year I was there I managed Bam Bam Bundy and Kevin Zion with Missy Hyatt in my corner against okay. Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer and Baby Doll in their corner. Second year I managed uh, Bam Bam Bundy against Mr. Hughes and Tommy Young was the referee. And then okay. last year uh, we ran in and attacked Shane Douglas, Two Cold Scorpio, CW Anderson, then the Sandman grabbed me by my tie while Kimona tamed me and then after I managed Bundy against Nate the Great for the TMR championship, the berserker came in and kicked me in the face. So it's it's been an eventful <laughs> few years there.
2: Oh, well, it sounds like you're going to have a very good time. So,
0: yeah, I, great. I think so. I'm managing oh. Buddy in the Battle Royal, which this year has Gangrel and Mr. Hughes and Kerry Morton and Action Jackson and the Barbarian and several others. Okay. So we're prepared. Oh. Well, let's – all
2: right. So we're going to go back a little bit, if we can. Uh, tell us where you're from originally and, and growing up, but what you're um, – family life was like I'm from and, and, the world's
0: greatest city and as you can as you can clearly see with all the championship memorabilia yeah that would be Boston Massachusetts
1: I in see fact that.
0: yes in fact I was a uh, small little lucky as a, a fan in the Boston Garden in 1986 at the match that Randy Savage beat Tito Santana for the Intercontinental Championship Wow. All right. Yeah. Little, little did I know that I would one day become extremely close friends with his brother, who was one of my closest friends in the world till he passed away.
2: Oh, okay. Well I'm sorry to hear that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh Boston. So Kevin Sullivan. I know Kevin okay. Sullivan quite well, yes. Okay. He and Master. I have had many a discussion over our over our beloved Boston sports teams. Yeah.
2: Uh, Great guy. Um, Great mind. Yeah, great mind for the business. No question. Uh, In my mind, underappreciated. Underrated,
0: underappreciated, undervalued. Uh, I think, you know, he had the same issue that maybe Eddie Gilbert did and that, you know, if they were maybe a few inches taller, they might have gotten further because at Mm -hmm. the time they were looking for bigger men. But, you know, yeah. For what, for what he had, he was just incredible. He still is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Let's talk about you getting into the
2: business. So how did you get into this profession, if you will?
0: Well, you can give either all of the credit or all of the blame, depending on whether or not you are in the great majority of sheep that can't stand me and want to kill me, or you are uh, <laughs> one of the, the proud the few members of the legion of lucky who recognize my brilliance uh you can give the credit or the blame to one man and that would be Bert prentice and okay. you know i know that a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Bert prentice and i will tell you the same thing i told everybody else who asked me about Bert prentice you will never hear me say a bad word about that man because it is because of Bert prentice that i get to do this and live my dream so uh The other uh, man that was responsible in a way is the Colorado kid, a.k.a. uh, the Joker, when he puts on makeup and looks much better, Uh, and that would be Mike Rapata. And uh, Mike Rapata's cousin was the receptionist at my law firm uh, probably 25 years ago. And so I got to know Mike through her, and then I got to know Bert through him. And then eventually – uh, after I'd given Bert a number of, uh, I'd helped him out with a number of things, given him advice. Uh, he one day asked me, he said, you know, I know that you're a big fan of wrestling. You ever have a, any dream in wrestling that I can help you out with? And I said, yes, I'd, I'd like to date Katie Lee Birchell. He said, yeah, prob- probably not going to happen. Uh, little did he know, I would end up managing her three times so far. And she and I are actually now legit friends, which I think is amazing. But yeah, uh, he said well let's see what else you could do i said well i'm way too old to be a wrestler he said you know what i think you'd be a good heel manager i think people would hate you i said thanks i think and so <laughs> i managed he said do you want to manage a, a match at this omen arena show i said sure so i did and uh, we you know had a great match planned and then a shoot fight broke out in the middle of the match and it did not quite go as expected But uh, I remember one of the participants saying, welcome to the wrestling business. And uh, so when I was done, you know, I loved being on the other side of the curtain and thought it was great, great experience. I thought that was it. And I, you know, I was content. And a couple of days later, Bert called me up and said, did you have fun? I said, I had a blast. He said, good, because you got to come back. I said, what do you mean? I got to come back. I mean, I'm happy to come back. But what do you mean I got to come back? He said, well... I started getting phone calls from people telling me you were the most entertaining part of the show. I said, no, you didn't. He said, yes, I did. And I actually found out later who it was. And they were a few of the guys that started my fan club, the Legion of Lucky. And they just, you know, they enjoyed seeing an old school manager who yeah. gave them someone to yell at and got involved and added a little bit of a different dimension that had been seen there. Cause there hadn't been a manager for a while. And I'm, Pretty active and as you can probably tell already I'm not exactly shy. So I you know, don't mind getting on the mic.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh boom, seven years later, you know, I've got a ridiculous list of who's who of who I've worked with and it still blows yeah. me away to the point where my friends tell me if me from ten years ago could know what I've done, I I would just laugh. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your name. How did oh, you boy. come up with this name? I, I, I've i got to know. Well, all right, so let me ask you this. What is this okay. podcast rated? You, you,
2: go ahead. Yeah, it's not for kids, so go ahead.
0: All right, good. good. All right. <laughs> so this was not my original name. As okay. people who have followed me for a long time and my original Legion of Lucky know, originally – Originally, it was Lucky Pierre. All right? Now, uh, basically, Bert told me before that first show, come up with a name. I said, all right. So I was watching the old 1966 Batman show with my son, and this was the episode where Eartha Kitt, playing Catwoman, who was powerful, and the Joker got caught, and they went on trial. That's the only time in the history of Gotham City anybody ever went on trial. Because they're always out with a new gang like the next week. But this time they went on trial. And their lawyer never asked a question, never made a statement, never questioned a witness, but he won every single case because he bribed every jury. And his name was Lucky Pierre. Now, I was going to manage Mike Rapata as the Joker. And this other guy who would paint a little green mask on his face, and he was going to be the rhythm. So since I was the lawyer... For the Joker and the Riddler, as I was announced, saying being accompanied to their ring by their attorney. So I said, All right, since I'm the Joker's lawyer, I'll be Lucky Pierre. So I had no idea that it meant anything other than the Joker's lawyer. So I'm like, Perfect. And so, you know, we go as Lucky Pierre. And then, you know, a year into this thing, I'm Lucky Pierre. I've now sold out two batches of Lucky Pierre t shirts. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, this is great. And then we get on TV. And one of my law firm partners said, all right, I've let this go long enough. You cannot go on TV as Lucky Pierre. I said, well, why not? He said, do you have any idea what that means? I said, yeah, it was the Joker's lawyer on Batman. He said, no. I said, yes, it was. He was played by Pierre Salinger, who was press secretary to the White House. Uh, He absolutely said, okay, well, that's fine. That may be true. It is true. That's not all it means. I said, okay. What else does it mean? And he said, have you ever heard of Urban Dictionary? I said, "Uh uh-oh, because (laughs) even though I did not know what it meant, I certainly knew that if it was an Urban Dictionary, it was not good. Yeah. So I looked it up in Urban Dictionary, and I said, oh, hell no. I said, number one, I did not know that. Number two, pretty good with the fact that I did not know that. And number (laughs) three, and more important to me right now, how?" How blue hell did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, a lucky Pierre.
1: Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, nah, everything's easy. Maybe you sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well,
2: we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of the uh, Air Force Walks.
1: Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. 512C declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31LAP. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh-huh.
0: A Lucky Pierre is the man that tests the theory it is better to give than to receive because he is giving and receiving at the same time. Okay. <laughs> and so I said, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. And I yeah. called Bert and I said, Bert, I cannot go on TV as Lucky Pierre. He said, well, why not? I said, because somebody will Google me and they will come up with gay porn. I said, that, no. Yeah. And. Now, I'm thinking Bert probably knew this and thought it was funny the whole time.
1: So (laughs) uh,
0: You know, I mean, like I said, I personally don't care, but, you know, that's not what – yeah. So we changed it to Lucky P. Larson. The idea was originally Bert wanted to do an alliteration of Lucky L. Larson – and uh, triple L, and I'm like, yeah, but we've already got all the don't blame me. I voted for Lucky P. Lucky P's got a posse, all these Lucky P this, Lucky P that for Lucky P. Yeah. So we just made it Lucky P Larson, and for the last five years plus, it's been Lucky P Larson, Esquire. Okay,
2: all right, well, there you go. That's an interesting story
0: because I, would, yeah. I wouldn't have known that either.
2: I just, I
0: just. Like I said, I just didn't want little kids looking it up and and finding anything one way or the other.
2: So you you do have a little heart because, you know, as a heel manager. Very,
0: very little.
2: (laughs) So I'm going to ask you this. When uh, you got into the business, did they, after a little bit of time, say, hey, you know, getting involved, you might want to get a little training so you can take a bump, that kind of stuff, did they – did you ever do anything like that, or no?
0: Uh, I I've gotten some training. Uh, yeah. I've taken I've taken a lot of bumps. I mean, I've yeah. been I've been beaten up more times by Jerry Lawler than I can count. Uh, <laughs> Coco, beware! Doug Gilbert, Tommy Rich, I've been hit with Jim Cornette's tennis racket, Jimmy Hart's megaphone. I've been wormed by the boogeyman. I've been speared by the juggernaut. Put out with a sleeper hold. I've been stunned, and I've been. Uh, you know, you name it, I've had it done to me. I've been thrown into a cage, hit with a frying pan and a golf club. Uh, so they, you, you can't train to be hit in the head with a frying pan. No, you can't. No,
2: no, you no. cannot. All right, well, let me ask you this. Uh, you've been managing, you said, for about seven years, seven, eight
0: years? Roughly, yeah.
2: Out of that time, and you've been – around, I've done a little research. You've been to Tennessee, you know, going to all these different places.
0: Tennessee, Ohio, Illinois, yeah. Missouri, Mississippi, North Carolina. Out of
2: all that, and, and the people you've been either managing or been around, who is probably one of the most, uh, other than the people you've mentioned earlier, influential uh, as far as you know, guiding you in your career.
0: Well, that's easy. Um, that's, that's, okay. always, that's always going to be Lanny Poffo. earlier, uh, okay. L- Lanny Poffo was one of my closest friends in the world. Um, yeah. You know, I helped him write his speech for Randy when uh, he got in the Hall of Fame. I was yeah. his guest at the Hall of Fame. I was his guest at the after party at WrestleMania following, you know, where I literally was in the banquet room with all the WWE stars, which was pretty amazing. Um yeah. You know, so he he always kind of watched over my career and was telling me, you know, giving me advice and what I was doing well, what he thought I could work on. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I will always credit him. He's also, uh, he also decked me one time, too, the day before he joined me and turned on everybody. So that was, that was always fun. Um, <laughs> I'm also fairly close friends with Missy Hyatt, who gives me, uh you know gives me uh ideas and thoughts every now and then. I'm on my seventh brief case, and uh, this is one that she actually picked out for me, so shout out to miss <laughs> uh all right well,
2: you might have to use it this weekend to I, I know well,
0: she's gonna be there. I'm actually gonna see her uh
2: friday yeah, yeah. okay, awesome yeah, all right well, let's talk you know we mentioned before my background here you uh you don't really care for the the man that's got his arms crossed. No, the, Hulk, the Hulkster, and let's hear that story
0: behind that. Well, I, growing up, I always hated Hulk Hogan, and uh, you know, I've met him, but was was not the greatest moment of my life. Uh, you know, I give him credit for what he did for the business, but kind of, you know, like in a way, like I look at John Cena. You know, I I can respect John Cena for what he does for you know the veteran kids and make a wish, but. John Cena, the, the, the wrestler, you know, I was never one of the big fans. Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan, you know, obviously he's got his own issues, which, you know, I don't want to touch, but right. uh, as far as a wrestler, yeah, I was never a fan of his. And the reason I was never a fan of his is because I was such a huge fan of the one who, in my opinion, is the greatest professional wrestler of all time Uh not necessarily the greatest in-ring technician of all time. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone can confuse him with Bret Hart or Kurt Angle or He Who Shall Not Be Named. But when you are the most hated wrestler of the year two years in a row, and then you become the most popular wrestler of the year the year you turn, so you win the PWI award most hated, most hated, most popular three years in a row, that shows the command you have over an audience. And that, of course, is the... Late great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. So uh,
2: you've had interactions with with Roddy, from what I, I, I've talked
0: about. Yeah, I've, I've met him a number of times, but yeah. clearly the most significant to me was, uh, and I have this on video, so it, I have rewatched and relived it, uh, in Wrestle around WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, they mm-hmm. were keeping fans out of the WWE hotel, but because I was meeting Lanny for dinner. He came and got me and a friend of mine from Amsterdam, and we managed to get in through security. And we went into a restaurant, and the only people wow. in the restaurant in the hotel were Roddy Piper, his son Colt, and Sergeant Slaughter. So, Lanny introduced me to to Roddy Piper, and I sat there for about five minutes drooling on the man, telling him how much I
1: loved
0: it. was yeah, it was
1: very very
0: uh, very meaningful, and you know, yeah. he could he could tell that it came from a a true place of uh, emotion and fandom and and uh, honesty. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um yeah. I that's an amazing story. All right. Let's talk about your managerial career a little bit more. I've seen you I haven't seen you ever in person, but I have seen you on TV uh SICW up there in
0: uh Illinois where I manage, where I currently manage the two-time SICW tag team champions, the LA Hustlers, the greatest tag team on God's green earth, where I have also managed the prior tag team champions, Kowalski and Mahler-McDarby, and Kowalski as Central States champion. But, yes, go on. <laughs> Let's ask you this. Are you getting any more uh,
2: talent? Do you have anybody in uh, – you don't have to say names, just a yes or no, I guess would suffice talent in mind up there that you would like to manage, help out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. of that nature. Yeah, sure. I'm lucky P. Larson Esquire, I always say, is not just the greatest manager in professional wrestling, or at least independent professional wrestling, because I do tip my hat to Paul Heyman, although arguably he's not a manager, he's a spokesman or a, yeah. a special advisor or a wise man. Right. But uh, I also like to think that in addition to being a pretty darn good color commentator, I'm also a pretty good judge of talent. So, you know, I have yes. led 35 challengers to championships so far. So. Well, so you're right of in the in the same league as, uh, well, I don't want to cause a rivalry. You would like, Stephen E. down here. In, uh, no, Steve, you're not part the Stephen E. and I have a good working relationship. Okay. I, respect, I respect the man. You know, yeah. as I've explained on television as the color commentator – You know, I don't have to agree with everything uh, that he does. In fact, you know, I I can't say that on a personal level I agree with putting, you know, the Saudi Arabian and Syrian flags over American wrestlers. But I recognize in this country that he has the freedom of speech to do so. And, you know, I uh, adhere to the old saying, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to do it.
2: Yeah, I
0: agree. Uh, We actually agree on that. I want to talk, you said something
2: earlier that kind of caught my attention and that was about Paul Heyman. Now I don't know if you've seen it on social media where he said the guy, Bobby, somebody said something about Bobby Heenan was on the Stephen E show and the, the, you know, Bobby Heenan's dead. Doesn't matter. I'm sure it was a work. I'm not sure, but i just, Heyman, to me, like you said, he's just a spokesman. Do you think that is a lost art at that, without question, what level? And, and, and why do you think that is? Why do you think that they don't have managers like yourself more involved in those matches, other than standing outside the ring, holding the championship belt
0: or making faces, you know, of concern or whatever,
2: and I've not been, actually been
0: involved? I, it was, I've been accused over the last six years of hitting many, many people with my briefcase, of choking people with my tie or a Mm -hmm. chain or, you know, whatever else, none of which I've ever done, but it's all (laughs) camera tricks. But, you know, the the bottom line is that when I grew up, absolutely everybody had a manager, whether it was Mr. Fuji, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Freddie Blassie, Slick, Johnny Valiant, Oliver Humperdinck. Big Dylan, Paul Ellering, Lou Albano, uh, Percy Pringle, you know, every, Gary Hart, Skandar Akbar, Adnan LKC, you know, everybody had a manager. Now virtually nobody has a manager. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I guess it's partly because they put so much emphasis on the talent being able to talk that, you know, you don't really need a manager to talk for a lot of these people. Now, quite frankly, a lot of people in some of the areas I've worked with can't form a coherent sentence. And so if I want to get their across, they need someone like me to do it.
1: Yeah. No, and, I, you know,
0: of course, I, I'm also there for strategy sessions, words of encouragement at ringside. And, you know, if whoever my guy happens to be wrestling at the time trips headfirst into my briefcase, you know, that's, that's on them. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, you know,
2: Twenty-five years ago, when he was Paul E. Dangerously, uh, he was great. He did get involved, and maybe that's part of his – he doesn't want to get involved now because he's older. I'm not sure, but I agree with you that it's a lost art, and guys like yourself and and, and Stephen E. down here in Mid-States, that's what I enjoy – a lot more when I'm at these shows now is I see guys like yourself and these guys get involved. You might get hit a little bit, even though, you know, you're not doing anything per se.
0: Right. Never. And, and, never. I'm like Bill Belichick. I've never cheated a day in my life. <laughs> so, but
2: going around all these places, you know, and, and doing these, you know, like you're going to the gathering, you said, um. How does that affect with your your family and uh, you know your other things you do? How I mean, how do you make the time? I guess because I know you're a busy guy, like most people in life, and and you gotta cut the time, but it's gotta like you gotta cut something. So, well, like I about mean, that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I because this is I'm very passionate about this, and it's something I've you know enjoyed for years. Uh, I, you know, you do what you want to do. You find time for what you want to do. And in all fairness, I also get a lot of legal work out of it because I am a a real lawyer. I graduated in 1993 Vanderbilt Law School. And I've represented many, 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 uh, talents, not just local talents. Um, you know, when Daphne sued, uh, TNA, I was one of her lawyers. Okay. Close friends with her. Mm Uh, Represent several other people who, uh, one of whom is a major star, uh, one of whom has performed at WrestleMania. I'm um, oh. their lawyer. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I was Brian Christopher's lawyer. Okay. You know, and friend. So I, I get a lot of legal work as well. Yeah. So that's, that's another reason. let me,
2: let me ask you this. Outside of the ring when you're at your law firm or doing work and you get a client,
0: do they ever, you know, you look really familiar. several times. Yeah. Uh, I, people yell in court, look at that. Lucky's a real lawyer. <laughs> uh, I, and one time I was in Jack's and I actually was leaving the courthouse And one of the security guards came up to me and said, hey, wait a minute. And I'm thinking, what did I do? Why is the security guard coming after me? He says, where are you from? I said, I'm from Boston. And he said, you sure you're not from around here? I said, well, I I live in Tennessee now, but I'm from Boston. Because I could have sworn you looked familiar. And he thought for me, he says, you have anything to do with wrestling? I said, yes. (laughs) You're the guy with the briefcase, aren't you? I said, yes. So I have, but by the same token, and this is a riot. My friend from Amsterdam came uh, here as we were going to the Fan Fest in St. Louis, and we went to Great, because he wanted. So I went with him, and this—he and I were talking, and we were just cracking jokes, saying, "You know," I said, "Who is this Elvis guy? I mean, you know—is he the the honky tonk man impersonator? Where, where are the Intercontinental belts? Well, I don't get this." And Some woman behind me, had to be 70 years old, you know, not a lot of teeth, heard me and said, "Uh, you guys talking about wrestling? And I said, we are. And she said, uh, she started talking to something. And I said, yeah, you know, well, there's going to be, she said where she was from. And I said, oh, uh, we got a big show coming up there. And I pulled up the, the flyer on my phone and showed it to her. And she pointed to me on the flyer. And had no idea it was me and said, I hate him. I hate that guy. So oh, the guy with the briefcase? Yeah, if I
1: ever saw him I'd kick his ass. And I said, <laughs>
0: Real and I'm just laughing. My friend is laughing and I'm like, Yeah, he sucks.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, let me ask you
0: that, uh promotion wise, you've
2: been Quite a few.
0: USA
1: Championship
0: We're- Wrestling, Universal Championship Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Alliance, Tennessee All Pro, Battle on the Border, Revolutionary Wrestling Entertainment, Rocking Wrestling Federation, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, Mid South Wrestling, uh, Tiwf, uh, a couple others, but those Ireland? are ahead.
2: Okay, let me ask you this.
0: In ship wrestling,
2: which of those is probably one of the ones that you enjoy working the most?
0: Well, well right now, Right, SW is you know, and I enjoy all the places I work. There's something unique about all of them. Primarily, I work at PWA on Fridays, TCW Tennessee Championship Wrestling on Saturdays, so. You know, I, I enjoy both of those uh, okay. tremendous. But SICW is giving me the opportunity to be back on television to do color commentary again, yeah. which I thoroughly really enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy doing color commentary. And Drew Ebenhaus and I have very good chemistry together. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and I've had, you know, I've had a lot of people literally tell me that sometimes when the matches are not exactly – five-star catch-as-catch-can classics, and, you know, you might have an idea of who's going to win, uh, yeah. that the entertaining part of the match is the back and forth between me and Drew, so, yeah. yeah, plus, I've also gotten the opportunity there, you know, I was hit by Cowboy Bob Orton's cast, I've worked yeah. with him, the Atlas, and I even got to live a little dream, and I, I pulled out a little action figure, Brody Piper, and screamed at Bob in the middle of the ring telling him oh, I've never forgiven him for turning on my hero uh, and then he proceeded to oh
1: <laughs>
2: yeah no I I've watched the shows when you're on SICW and, and I gotta tell you you guys I'll say this it's very interesting uh, you're back and forth uh, color, it's kind of like uh in the '80s, when it was uh, Monsoon and Heenan, Real you know,
0: cinema. going back and forth. Yeah, and if I, I will take any comparison to Bobby Heenan on commentary or Paul yeah. Heyman, Mike, as a huge, tremendous compliment. Yeah. So, no, oh, yeah, I love it. And also, you know, uh,
2: the promoter there, Herb Simmons, absolutely yeah. great guy. I, I, and,
0: I give Herb a hard time on air. But yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, I, I respect Herb Simmons, yeah. uh, just like I did Bert, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they, they are very old school promoters and yeah. I, I've been a fan longer than a lot of the people I work with have been alive. So, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, and, and so I, I can appreciate that and I can respect yeah. that.
2: Yeah, no, he's, he's great. Um, I was at uh the thing in Saint Louis, the Bruiser Brody Memorial. I just couldn't stay for the uh the evening, the the matches and stuff I had to take off. But uh yeah, it was great. Uh that Bruiser Brody Memorial and the Fan Fest there with all the stars. Yep. That's probably the for the cost, the best one I've I've been to. You know, I've been to some other ones that cost you like a lot of money to oh,
0: Go to Ruston.
2: I have. I went there last year in Dallas, and I and I it cost me a fortune, but I've, I've been to ten of. Yeah, I just can't do it after that one. I was like, my God, I spent a lot of
0: money. Well, I will say this: that uh, I spend less and less each year because of two reasons. One, I've met most people, and yeah. two, the more I get into it, the, the more people know me, and. Yeah you know, I can hang out and talk to them and chat with them. Yeah. And they're asking me anyway, cause they know me and I'm friends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was quite a bit. So, I mean, when Herb did his thing uh, last May and it was, I don't know it was like 40 bucks or something to get in there and uh, you get to see all those guys and it wasn't very expensive to uh, have a picture and autograph with them. Uh, and we,
0: generally try to bring in somebody. I mean, we've had, you know, like I said, we had Tony Atlas and Cowboy Bob Orton at our yeah. next big show on August 11th, I believe, or, mm-hmm. August 12th, or August 12th. Saturday, August 12th will be uh, Tito Santana. Yeah, so, yeah. You
2: know, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it, he does a great job, and uh, he knows a lot of people, so that really, that really, I know that helps a lot. So, yeah. Lucky, one more question for you. And then we can let you go so you can get back to your legal work and other managerial duties with your gathering coming up. What is next for you in the next? You talked about the gathering. You talked about
0: well, SICW yeah, coming I've got a so lot going on. And you can you can easily find it all on my Facebook page, Lucky P. Larson, okay. Center to the Stars. Um, and uh, this weekend, every Thursday right now, I'm at Pro Wrestling Mid-South in Jackson, okay. Tennessee. Generally on Fridays, I'm at Pro Wrestling Alliance, which is usually in Gladeville, Tennessee, outside of Lebanon. Uh, Saturday, I am generally at TCW, Tennessee Championship Wrestling, which uh, is in Dixon or Selmer. Uh, We're various places. Uh, This Friday, I'm going to be in Johnson City, managing Bam Bam Bundy against Johnny Fairplay from Survivor.
2: Yes, I saw that. That should be interesting.
0: Uh, Yes, it should be. And then uh, Saturday I'll be managing at the Gathering for the fourth time. And then next week, again, Thursday should be in Jackson. Friday I'll be at Bolivar for the Beatdown in B-Town where Santino Morella and Jimmy Hart will be there. Okay. Yep. And I'll be managing MJ Davis as we go after the Southern Heavyweight Champion, Matt Boyce. And then the following night I'll be managing – the Stone Cold Five, Mark and Danielle. And I will also be getting in the ring with MJ Davis and Kid Wrestling to face Kevin Zion and his partner. And uh, quite frankly, uh, that should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow. Sounds like you got a lot on your plate. So
0: Always do. Yeah. Of course, the next day is the TV taping in St. Louis, and I'll be back there for that. And the L.A. Hustlers will be defending their tag team titles on uh, August 12th as well. So um, Lucky P. Larson is always busy. There's always something going on in the world of Lucky P. Larson, Esquire. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time, Lucky P. Larson,
2: Esquire, manager of STARS. Thank you, sir, for coming on today.
0: I really appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. And You know, you can check out. Pictures on my uh, videos on my Facebook page of me managing Carlito, Scott Steiner, Rhino, James Ellsworth, Tommy Rich, Doug Gilbert, uh the boogeyman yeah. before he turned on me and wormed me, all my local <laughs> stars here. So yeah I've, uh, all I've right. been put through it. We will have
2: that description down there in the description of your for your Facebook page and any other And Katie uh, Lee.
0: So I yeah, mentioned there's... I've managed Katie Lee a few times? A
2: few times. That's okay, though. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. That's good. So, Lucky P. Latterson, Esquire, Manager of Champions, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't, please subscribe, and we will talk to you soon.
1: Hey, this is a Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VLC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is... The VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks. Former WCW star, Strow Maestro. Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you know are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests. Like Lex like Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and More. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, outside. nothing to get broken Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stine with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian, nah, you get you get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby.
0: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in
2: 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, Richard Steamboat, Ding, Nick Foley, Joey Stiles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOCNation
1: Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I don't want to say one thing, that Bruno was an L.A. champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time.
2: We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a Does loss. Have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is this: with the rules, as I always understood and wanted to use the title, could only be lost by tenor or submission which is the same rules
1: as uh, my title the World War Wrestling Federation that night, uh, it was To sign up, it's very simple Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com vocnation vocnation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history Each and every Thursday night